0: Welcome, wrestling fans to around, from around the world, to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling, from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show, I'm going to be covering Friday night AEW Dynamite for 5:28. Impact for 527, and my predictions for a double or nothing for 530. So let's get this show on the road and let's get into the ring and let's get some action. Before we start AEW's Friday Night Dynamite, I have something I want to share with you guys. Some of you guys I know are huge wrestling fans, and you love to hear the rumors, you love to hear the talk, and you love to hear the things. You may have not caught this, and if you didn't, I'm going to kind of speed you up to speed, guys. AEW, of course you guys know, aired on Friday night instead of on Wednesday night because of TNT having obligations with the NBA playoffs. So we got Friday night Dynamite on Friday night right after SmackDown at 10 o'clock. Something interesting and very exciting happened during this show. Before the show ever aired, SmackDown was on at 8 o'clock. It was great SmackDown. It was interesting. But earlier that morning... On social media, and some of you guys might have seen it, some of you may have not. And I kind of want to touch base with this because this is a very interesting little thing that I want to share with you guys. There was a lot of different companies, a lot of different radio you know, wrestling papers, and wrestling podcasts, and wrestling, comp- you know, wrestling sportscasters and stuff talk about rumors and things that they hear and things that are circulating around. And you know, stuff gets things get talked about, things get talked about a lot. And, sometimes I like to keep up to date with what is going on, but this one kind of popped up right before AEW Dynamite, and it caught my attention, and I wanted to share it with you guys before I get into the action from Dynamite. Wrestling Observer, which is one of the biggest, you know, wrestling online things and social media, posted earlier that morning that WWE was in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Nick Kahn, who is apparently the executive guy, uh, the EVP for their new EVP for WWE, has been in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, everybody who's anybody knows that ROH Impact, AEW and New Japan kind of had this deal together known as the Forbidden Door. We've seen a lot of wrestlers from New Japan come over to Impact. We've seen them in Ring of Honor. We've seen them on AEW. We've seen the IWGP uh, UN, United States title defended on uh, AE, on AEW. The champ is actually on AEW. Yeah, We've seen a lot of things going on, and I kind of found it interesting that this popped up and that the Wrestling Observer talked about this. Well, right before AEW Dynamite popped up, AEW has a Twitter account that they post all the stuff that's going on, everything that's going on. Tony Khan, who is the owner and the president of AEW, also has a Twitter account that he, you know, thanks everybody for coming and watching, tells everybody about the exciting things happening in AEW. He's also known as the Forbidden Door, in case you guys don't know this. And you know, he talks up, talks up his show. He is the president of AEW, and you know, he kind of talks up and you know talks up about AEW and stuff. And he posted something to to AEW to All Elite Wrestling on his Twitter. And he also posted it to his Twitter. It went global. It went viral. Everywhere on social media. And I'm going to play this guy for you guys. And I'm going to let you hear what happened right before AEW Dynamite and Smackdown. So you guys know. And I'm going to talk about a little bit before we get into AEW. So I want you guys to take a listen to this because this is an interesting little tidbit. It's a very interesting little thing. I want you guys to check this out. This is from Tony Khan himself. Let me get it started guys. Let me get it started. Because this is, this is this is interesting. This was really this this caught my attention. And I found it really interesting.
1: Since we set to go live on TNT...
0: Oh, hold on, guys. It, I'm having a little technical difficulties there.
1: Since we set to go live on TNT tonight with AEW Dynamite at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, I introduce to you the CEO, the owner, the president of All Elite Wrestling, and the Forbidden Door... Mr. Tony Khan. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate it, Mr. Shivani. And as we get ready to go live tonight on Dynamite on TNT, I just wanted to address, as the forbidden door, I read in The Observer today that New Japan Pro Wrestling apparently has had talks with WWE's president, Nick Khan. Well, Nick, I have to say, if you've been talking to New Japan Pro Wrestling for two months, you've gotten a lot done. Just in the last two weeks, I've had... Yuji Nagata, Ren Narita, and Rocky Romero on AEW, I've reunited Rapungi Vice, I've had the New Japan IWGP US Champion John Moxley defend the title successfully on our show, retaining it, and I have future plans with New Japan Pro Wrestling for the US title, so you must have really gotten a lot done in the two months, Nick. In fact, I think there's only room for one con in the wrestling business, Nick, and It's me. It's Tony Khan. It's not some con man from Connecticut. Have a fun show tonight, Nick. See you on Dynamite.
0: That I found interesting, guys, because this popped up within minutes of AEW Dynamite going live. This, to me, got my attention, because that shows right there that Tony Khan, the owner and president of... AEW pays attention to this. If you guys have not seen this, if you've not caught this yet, go on Twitter, type in All Elite Wrestling, and it will pop up. People are retweeting this. They're talking about it. This entire conversation with Tony Khan went global, global. If you've not seen it, I suggest you go see it. It's amazing. This shows exactly the competition and what is going on. This proves that the managers pay attention, the owners pay attention to what is in podcasts, what is in news articles, what sportscasters are talking about. To me, guys, this was something I needed my wrestling fans on my podcast to hear from me firsthand. You heard it here. You saw it here. Check it out guys. I promise you you will not be disappointed. Way to go Tony Khan. Nice to stand up for your your company. Nice. Very nice. I love it. You love it TK. Love it. Now, let's get on to Friday Night Dynamite for 528. This guys is the AEW before double or nothing on Sunday. So this is going to be a big Big, big show, guys. I'm telling you. It is going to be huge because you're setting up for Double or Nothing on Sunday. So, you got to get, you know, storyline set. You got to get the juices flowing. You got to get it ready. And I'm promising you guys, this AEW was one of the best AEWs I've seen in a long time. It was incredible. And I'm ready to bring it to you guys because I promise you, you guys are going to love this. It was great. It was incredible. You've got one of these matches that I tell you about. If you get a chance, go on social media and check them out. I promise you won't be disappointed. AEW, they open up with a full Crowd, hey! We have a crowd. It's so good to see they're spaced out. You know, AEW did this whole thing where they were hiring. You know, wanted to kind of have a crowd for Double or Nothing weekend. They kind of wanted to bring the fans back. It was great to see the fans. It was great to hear the their cheers, their pops, their little signs. It was so exciting. I mean, you actually felt like you you know, a little bit of normalcy in this world. It was incredible. It was great They have them you know separated in little spots. Yeah. Limited seating at Daly's Place, but it was enough of a crowd to give us a feeling of normalcy in wrestling. It was great to see it. I was excited. I was so happy to see Tony Khan do this. But it opened with Darby Allin and Singh. Guys, I've told you guys a thousand times, a thousand times, Darby Allen is incredible. If you have not seen Darby Allen, I suggest you go check this man out because he is incredible. Great in ring performer. Love him. He comes out, of course, like I said with Sting, and he's facing Cesar Bononi. Cesar Bononi is a great wrestler. He is a great in-ring performer. He is fantastic in the ring. He's great on the mic. I love Cesar Bononi. I love everything about Bononi. He is just incredible. I love Darby Allen. Darby Allin is setting the wrestling world on fire right now. He is so good at everything he does. He is incredible to watch. He is one I'm excited to see every week. Every week I look forward to seeing Darby. And he does not disappoint. And tonight... He just didn't disappoint. He did an incredible fight with Cesar Bononi. It was a back-and-forth match. You weren't sure. Sting's out there. You got Peter Avalon out there. You're not sure exactly where it's going to go. You're not quite sure. But, of course, it ended with, of course, Darby Allen winning with a coffin drop. I was so happy to see Darby win. After what happened with him losing with the TNT title, I was kind of excited to see Darby get back into his winning, winning ways. Kind of try to put... Ethan Page and them getting ready to put Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in his review mirror. You're kind of looking forward to it. After the match, Darby grabs Mike and basically talks about how he's tired of Ethan Page and then running their mouth and talking and saying stuff they shouldn't be saying. And he just He's tired of it. He's really tired of hearing it and I can't say that I blame him. I can't say that I blame him at all. I kind of you know, feel the same way. You just don't want to hear it no more. You're just done with it. Of course, Page and Sky come out. And they basically start running their mouth and saying how, you know, you expect us to come out there and fight you and sting in our fancies? Our fancies? Please. We ain't doing that. We ain't playing that game. We're gonna stand right here. We're just we're gonna we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna take the high road here. We're not gonna do it. But they do anyways. They come out there and they start attacking Sting and Darby, and it's not looking. I mean, it's not looking good. You know, it's not looking good at all. Then who comes out other than the Dark Order? They come out to help Darby and Sting and Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky scatter. They want nothing to do with the Dark Order. They want nothing to do with them. Darby kind of has this, you know, this little you know interesting friendship with the Dark Order involving their late great leader Brody Lee. It's an interesting little, you know, thing. I like it. It's kind of cool. It's a really good, you know, good little setup. You know, I really liked it. And of course, yeah, they like I said they come and help them out. At the end of it, they're both, they're all kind of standing in the ring. You got Colt Cabana, you got Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Reynolds and Silver are all standing in the ring. Preston 10 and Island Angels, they're all standing in the ring together. And Darby and Singer stand over there and they're kind of looking. They're trying to figure out, okay, what's your game? What's your plan? Why are you, you know, coming out and helping us? And Darby knows why. So Darby goes up immediately and, you know, Colt Cabana's cheering the fans on going, come on, come on. Give us a shout out. Come on, get Darby to do it. Let's do it. You know, he's up on the ring ropes trying to get him to do it. Darby fist bumps with every single member of Dark Order. Not only does he do it, but Sting does it, showing the mutual Friendship, the mutual understanding, you know, the camar- camaraderie, you know, how close they are. It shows, hey, respect. We respect. Respect you. You know, we respected your late great leader. We respect, you know, your division your, your faction. We you know, we're together as a team. Together we stand united. Divided, they're gonna get us all. And I was very happy to see that. I was so and the fans were cheering. It was so good to hear. It was exciting to see. I was jumping up and down. I was literally on the seat of my pants. I loved it. It was incredible. It was if you haven't seen it, go look at it. It is incredible to see. If you are a dark order fan and you loved Brody Lee, I'm telling you, it will almost bring you to tears. It's so good. It is such it's it's just it's beautiful. It's wonderful, guys. Go check it out. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Well, then the weigh-in. Here we go. The weigh-in. Now, for those of you who don't know, Cody Rhodes faces Anthony AgoGo at Double or Nothing Sunday. So, they decide they're going to do a weigh-in to determine, you know, their weight and stuff and see, you know. It's kind of similar to what you see in UFC and you see in boxing matches. Anthony Agogo is a is an Olympic bronze medalist in boxing. He's great. His fists are fists of fire. I mean, he will take you. One, one punch and he can take you out. Whop! You're knocked out. Anthony Gogo's great. He's fantastic. I love him. He's fantastic. But, Paul White, a.k.a. for those of you who don't know who Paul White is, some of you are probably scratching your head going, who is he? You know, why, why is he so important? For those of you who don't know who Paul White is, Paul White is none other than WWE's former Big Show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correctly. Big Show is an A.E.W. Uh-huh. But he's going as Paul White. He comes out to do the weigh-in. He's going to be the host and the wearer for the weigh-in. He comes out and he dresses the crowd, telling them how happy it is to see a crowd in Daly's place. He's been looking forward to it. He's excited to see it. Yeah, he, he yeah waves at the crowd and everything and you know Anthony Agogo comes out first. And, of course, QT has to talk up Anthony. Has to make Anthony Agogo look so dang good. QT Marshall, he doesn't need your help. Anthony Agogo is good without you. Anthony Agogo is on fire. This guy is incredible. He does not need QT Marshall to talk him up. But, QT has to do it. And, of course, Anthony's not paying any attention to him. He's walking out. You know, styling and profiling doesn't care. All he cares about is getting to Cody Rhodes. That's what he wants. He doesn't care about the fans. He don't care about Paul White. He don't care about QT Marshall. He don't care about anybody. All he cares about is getting this done so that he can face Cody at Double or Nothing. That's all he cares about. Now, earlier there was the thing that came on. I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys know so that I can we can clear clear this up right now. Anthony Agogo had done. They, when they do these pay-per-views, they do podcasts and stuff to kind of promote the pay-per-views and get things rolling and get things excited. And of course, Anthony Agogo and Cody Rhodes both did a promo. You know, did a podcast at the time to kind of talk up their match you know, to get the, you know, get their match, you know, going Which shout out to podcasters. I'm excited that you guys you, we're helping these guys out. We're getting, the, you know, these matches known, getting these matches, you know, these people getting to know about these matches. So, of course, Anthony Agogo and Cody were on a podcast. Anthony Agogo trains a lot. And he trains hard. He really trains. A lot. If you've not seen, go look up. I mean, he's an Olympic gold, Olympic bronze medalist. You know, he he, he trains a lot, and he had posted on, or talked on this podcast about how he had messed up his ribs really bad in this in this training session. And that he wasn't sure how well he was going to be able to perform in the ring. He had general concerns. Medical team had general concerns. Everybody was really worried as to what was going to happen if we were even going to have Anthony a Go-Go versus Cody Rhodes. We weren't sure. Well, he did clarify that he had to go see the medical team one more time that morning before, you know, right before AEW to get medically checked to make sure that he was medically cleared to face Cody at double or nothing. He believed that he broke his ribs, and the medical team wasn't quite sure because, you know, his side was a little tender, so they weren't quite sure what had happened to Anthony Agogo. Well, like I said, he had to meet medical staff that morning for AEW because you have to be medically clear before you can go into a match and come to find out, AEW commentary cleared it up. He doesn't have broke ribs, which is, whew, a good thing. Thank goodness we wanted to see Anthony Agogo have a fair fight with Cody. So, it's good to hear that Anthony Agogo was medically cleared to face Cody and I'm kind of excited to see that that actually happened. That's a whoo off of our shoulders. We're happy that, you know, he didn't get he wasn't injured as bad as he thought he was. Thank goodness that's good. So next comes out Cody. Cody surprises us all. Because of course Cody is not going as the American Nightmare in this fight. He's going as the American dream, Cody Rhodes. We've not seen the American dream in a long time. So this is gonna be interesting to see what Cody brings differently from the American Nightmare going to be really interesting. Well, when Cody came out, he came out with his entire nightmare family. He has this thing called the Nightmare Factory that he trains new people to, you know, gives them the training and the skills to where they can go to AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, WWE, wherever they want to go, he gives them the skills and the training, and he calls them his nightmare family. And, you know, veterans from everywhere come to train in atlanta these superstars that want to you know become wrestlers and they come in and they train them they give them the skills and stuff they need to succeed in whatever you know performance they decide to you know whatever you know group they decide to go with whatever wrestling company they give them the support and the skills they need to go to those companies and succeed so the entire nightmare family comes out with cody that includes Arn anderson Dustin, they all come out together as a group. You know, all together. Cody's mom comes out. They all come out together as a group, as a family together, standing united with Cody and supporting Cody when he comes out to do the weigh-in. It's really good. I mean, it was really good to see his recruits coming out. You know, his mom coming out, his brother coming out. You know, Arne Anderson coming out. It was great to see. I mean, they filled up the ramp. It was that amazing. It was incredible to see course, QT Marshall didn't think so, but we don't really care about QT Marshall right now. he He's all talk, no show. Cody beat him. He's all talk, no show. Sit down. Be quiet. So, of course, there's the weigh-in. The big weigh-in. Cody's the first one strips down to his skibbies, basically. That's what I'm saying. It's his skibbies. And uh, my dogs, of course, if you can hear them in the background, they're voicing their opinion about Cody. But he strips down to his skibbies, gets up there, and it takes a while because he doesn't have a digital scale. You have to kind of slide the bar back and forth to figure out where it's going to go or where it's going to fit, and he kind of slides that bar back and forth trying to figure it out where it's going to fit and everything. And he finally gets it. Anthony go is not happy because he thinks Paul's stalling. Paul finally says, "Okay, Cody weighs in at two eighteen. Nice weight, great great weight. Looking young. Know, yay, yay, looking good, Cody." So then Anthony Gogo goes next. He strips down to his British boxers. Guys, I'm not kidding you. He has a British flag boxers. He strips all the way down. He takes the shoes, the socks, everything off. Gets up there. Flexes typical Anthony a go-go. Showing off. Flexes everything. You know, they weigh him in. You know, Paul takes his time because of course it's not digital scale. Sides it back and forth. Anthony weighs in at 219. One pound more than Cody. Just one pound. Not much of a difference. Not much of a difference. Of course, QT keeps selling Cody. Well, because he's got one more pound than you, Anthony Agogo's got this match. He's the winner. He's going to beat you. Blah, 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 blah. Cody don't care. Anthony Agogo, flexing, showing off, being Anthony Agogo. QT just can't be quiet. Keeps talking. Da, 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 Well, Anthony go goes to lunge at Cody. Cody lunges back. They get out of the ring because literally the entire recruits of the factory, Nightmare Family, come out and literally are standing there like, come on, come at us, bro. We're going to fight you. Let's go. They ain't scared to fight QT Marshall. He scatters. He grabs Anthony go gets the heck out of the ring. He doesn't want to deal with this. He does not want to deal with it. Wants nothing with it. Cody, being the sweet person that Cody is, takes the mic and thanks the fans for being there. Because he says this is what they've been waiting for for an entire year. To perform in front of the fans. To show the fans what what they've worked so hard at. Without the fans, there is no AEW. And he's right. Without the fans, there isn't. Without us to cheer them on, there is no AEW. So, you know, he you know he thanks them. Paul White's cheering and clapping. And the fans are screaming, cheering, Cody, Cody, Cody. They're thanking Cody for coming. You know, Cody's happy that they're there. You know, it's just, it was a beautiful scene, a great interaction with the fans. Great way to showcase Anthony, a go-go, and Cody. It's going to be an interesting fight. It's going to be an interesting setup. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this. I'm interested to see this fight in Double or Nothing. This is definitely one I'm interested in. Inner Circle Cuts, of course, they're promo. All of you know they have the Stadium Stampede match against the Pentacle. If they lose the Stadium Stampede match, the Inner Circle has to split up forever. Not a good thing to hear. Not a good thing for fans of Inner Circle. But they cut a promo, setting up the whole thing with the stadium stampede. Back and forth. You know, it's them and the Pentacle talking about who's the better faction. Yada, yada, yada. We cut. You know, they talk about what happened at Blood and Guts. Sammy Guevara talks about we had it. We had this match. We had it won. And then we didn't have it. And the scariest thing for him was to watch MJF throw Chris Jericho off the top of that cage. It scared all of us anybody who watched that match, it was terrifying. Terrifying to see. Because... It's Chris Jericho. You don't want to see anything happen to Jericho. You really don't. And MJF had no reason to throw him off that cage, and he did. And I mean, it's terrifying to watch. If you haven't seen it, guys, get on social media and go look at it. It's blood and guts. It's a blood and guts match. Go look at it. It is terrifying to watch. You you have to look away. It scares you so bad. You just you want to let me. You want to cover your eyes and look away. It's that scary. But they cut that promo, and it's great. Well, we get interrupted because, of course, there's supposed to be another match. And we get interrupted being told that there's something going on backstage. We flash back to backstage and Christian Cage and Will Hobbs are fighting like holy crap. They're beating the daylights out of each other. To the point that they could really critically put themselves out of the Casino Battle Royale match at Double or Nothing on Sunday. It's so bad the refs and, you know, team, you know, crew, people have to come back, you know, bodyguards have to come back and pry these two apart because they are literally trying to kill each other. I mean literally trying to beat the daylights out of each other. They have to pry them apart and they're still trying to get to each other. Going to be interesting in the Battle Royale to see what they do. To see what happens between Christian Cage and Will Hobbs. It's going to be interesting to see. Now we move on to a very interesting match that was set up apparently right before AEW started. It's Hangman Adam Page versus Joey Janela. I love Joey Janela. If you guys have not seen the bad boy, Joey Janela, go check him out. He is incredible. With Sunny Kiss, he's even better. I'm telling you, you guys would love them. If you've not seen Hangman Adam Page, I suggest you go see him because this man is amazing. He is incredible. I love Adam Page. He is just, he is something to be seen. He is—he's I mean, something I would love to see live. He's that great, guys. He's incredible. This match was amazing. Back and forth. weren't really sure. George and Ella brought the fight. Adam Page brought the fight. Of course, he busted Adam Page's lip, and you can see the blood kind of—you know—trickling out of his mouth. But Page kept fighting. The fight was great. Page gets him with a buckshot lariat, wins the match, but Page is busted open. And I'm talking up along his hairline where he's probably going to have to have stitches. He is pouring blood. And Paige doesn't even flinch. Taz was on commentary. Now, for those of you who don't know Taz, you need to check out Taz. Taz is amazing. He is incredible. He used to be part of FTW. This man is amazing. I love him when he's on commentary. He is so fun to listen to on commentary. He does AEW Dark with uh, Excalibur. He's fun. He is fun to listen to. I love when, whenever Taz is on commentary, it's a party. It is fun. But he gets off the commentary desk and goes, I gotta go take care of something. Walks across there. He gets the mic and he goes, Hey, Paige. Yo, Paige, up here. Pay attention, boy. Come on, look up here. Come on, come on, come on, look up here. He basically says, Let me introduce you to somebody that you're gonna have to face a double or nothing. And I'm talking about the machine, the FTW World Heavyweight Champion. Brian Cage of course Brian Cage comes out Paige basically looks at Cage and says shut up I know you do this you do this every time You Cage comes out and here comes Hobbs Oh, look, there's Ricky Starks. Here comes Hook. Here they all come. Here comes your boys out here to back you up, to help you out. Cage, can you not stand up and fight me man to man without Taz and his boys? Can you not do that? Can you not stand up to me and fight man to man? And Cage just look at him, Cage tells Hobbs and them to back off. Back off. Step back. Just back off. Don't even get involved. Just back off. So, basically, we're wondering, are we going to see Hangman Adam Page and Brian Cage in a one-on-one match without Team Taz? Without Ricky Starks? Without Will Hobbs? Without Hook? Without Taz? Could we see that? I'm interested to see if that's going to happen on Sunday. That's going to be an interesting match. I'm really looking forward to it. John Boxley and M cut a promo. And in this promo, they're standing in the middle of a field, and they're burying the Bucks' five thousand dollar Jordan shoes. And they're talking about how the Bucks are, you know, doing this and how the Bucks have been doing that, and how they're not the same Bucks they used to be. And yeah, you know, they've got a match against the Bucks for the tag titles, and how they're going to bring the fight. And Eddie King said, "Yep, yep, yep. I love Moxley and Kingston together. They are a great." They are so great together. I love to see John Moxley and Kingston together. It's such an incredible storyline, and I love it. I love it. I look forward to what Tony Khan is going to do next with them. I'm looking forward to the match against them and the Bucks. I'm hoping they win. I really am. I would be so excited to see them get two belts. Not one, but two. I, I'm ecstatic. I'm elated. I can't wait to see this match. This is going to be great. Tony Schiavone comes out. And basically, he's trying to get Orange Cassidy because all you guys know last week that Orange was given a paper by Don Callis and Kenny Omega telling him that he needed to sign it to forfeit his right into the triple threat match. If he did, he would get a title shot later on down the road because Kenny only wants to face Pac. He doesn't want Orange Cassidy in the match. The first paper that he gave Orange, Orange tore up. So they gave him a second one and told him to think about it. And next, when they came on next week on Friday night, that he would give them their answer. So Tony called, Tony Schiavone calls him out, tries to get Orange to come out, and instead, Pac comes out and tells Tony to get out. I've got this. The bastard Pac's got this. Shut up. Get out of my ring. Let me do this. He apologizes to the crowd for his rudeness and his attitude. But his main thing is he wants Kenny Omega. He doesn't want to deal with anything else but Kenny. And he's so tired of all this and blah, blah, blah. And he loves you, know, Orange. And he's happy, you know, that Orange, you know. But it needs to be between him and Kenny. Because Kenny's been dodging him all this time. And he doesn't think, you know, da, da, da. da. Well, Orange comes out. And basically, Pac's claiming, oh, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. You know, I'm going to win. Kenny comes out and tries to sneak up on Pack Because Don Callis is up on the screen, distracted. Oh, I'm not going to come out there. You want me to come out there? I'm not coming out there. Blah, blah, blah. Pac sees him. Turns around and literally nails Kenny Omega. Kenny gets blindsided by Pack. I mean, literally blindsided. Where comes the Good Brothers? They're attacking Pac Outnumbered, Pack is seriously outnumbered. Well, the stakes get changed because out comes Orange Cassidy with Chris Statlander and the best friends. Ooh, now we're going! Yes, now the eye is really uneven because you got these guys out here. they little, you know. they little. There's a little standoff in the ring. A little, you know, a little confrontation. Pack sitting over in the corner, sitting down because he just got the crap beat out of him by the Good Brothers and Kenny. He's kind of sitting in the corner. Kenny and Orange are having a little standoff. And Orange is kind of standing there looking at him. And he's got his glasses on. And, you know, he wears his jeans. He wears a jean jacket. And, you know, he's kind of, as they put it at AEW, he does it sloth style. He does it his own way. He's slow and steady. But once he gets started, it's, it's, it's on. It's on. Well, they're having this little confrontation. And he looks over and hands Kenny an envelope. It has Kenny Omega's name on it. And we're like, oh, we know what this is. This is the answer to the paper, the second paper that they gave him to get him to forfeit being in the triple threat match so that he'll get a title later on down the a title shot later on down the road. He's about to give us his answer. Well, Kenny's all excited because he knows what this is. He knows what's in this envelope. And he's about to get his one-on-one match with Pac. And he's so excited that Orange has finally made up his mind. He opens it up. And when he reaches in, shredded contract. I mean, it looks like confetti, guys, in this envelope. Kenny is pulling out confetti paper. I mean, it looks like it's been through a paper shredder. It's just destroyed. He just destroyed it. Kenny's not happy. Next thing he knows, Orange Punch. Kenny gets took out. Out of the blue. Out of nowhere. Standing still is Orange Cassidy. And, boom, Orange Punch. He's out. Kenny is laid out. Laid out on the floor. Well, you're asked to pick up the title. He walks over there and Orange reaches down to pick up the title. Pack puts his foot on it. Like, nope, you're not doing it. You're not picking up that title. You gotta go through me to get that title, boy. And you ain't gonna go through the bastard Pack. It ain't gonna happen. So, he's got his foot on the title. And Orange just looks at him calmly and kind of, you know, fixes his jacket. And, you know, slide style, guys, slide style. Kind of and then. Boom! Orange punch on Pac and knocks Pack out in the middle of the ring. Pack is laid out. Kenny's laid out. Orange Cassidy walks over, picks up the AEW title and holds it up looking at it. Best friends in Statland are up there cheering, you know, yay, crowd's going nuts. Orange, orange. He's holding Cassidy's holding that up like this could be mine Sunday. This this is what it's all about. This could be mine. I like it. I like that setup. I like that buildup. It makes the triple threat match a little bit more exciting and a little bit more intimidating, and I like that. I really do like that. Now we move on to Jade Cardgill. I've told you guys how I felt about Jade. She's only, Jade's only had a couple of matches, so she's not really showcased what she really can do. And I'm not quite sure. You know, she claims she's good, but she's not really shown to me that she's good. She's only shown a few moves, and it's not. she's had people interfere, and it's not been really a good match. Well, Matt Hardy comes up and claims he'll win the Casino Battle Royal match and go on to win, you know, the title and blah, 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 blah. Well, Mark Sterling comes up, and he's trying to recruit Jade. He's been trying to recruit Jade Cargill to the Hardy family for a little bit, and Jade won't hedge. And Mark Sterling's been trying to do the same, and she won't hedge either way. Well, Mark Sterling walks up and stops Matt Hardy right there. And says, Don't be talking to my client like this. Don't be doing stuff to my. You have a problem, you come through me because she's my client. I, I helped her set up this match tonight. You know, I got her the match. I'm her client here. You have a problem, take my card, give me a call. Blah, 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 blah. Boom. We have just now found out Mark Sterling is Jade Cargill's manager. Matt Hardy, not happy about it. Really furious. Not happy that she chose Mark Sterling. Over him kind of cute kind of interesting so then the match that he helped set up is Kylan King versus Jade Cargill this match I was really unsure about because Kylan King has been on fire on AEW Dark now for those of you who don't know where you can see AEW Dark you can go on the YouTube channel and type on YouTube and type in AEW Dark, and you can watch every Dark episode from the beginning to current. Jade Cargill has been on there a couple of times, and she Kylan King is the master on Dark. She is just on fire on Dark. So I wasn't quite sure how this match was going to turn out, exactly if Kylan King, you know, if Jade had bit off more than she could chew with Kylan, because Kylan's known as the Kingslayer. On dark so I mean she's I mean it was a great match Jade actually impressed me she really impressed me because she really was doing more than just two moves she she was showboating a little which kind of bugs me that they're doing that with her because Jade deserves better than that you know as a competitor and as a female she deserves better than to be showboating and being you know parading around like she's just a queen of everything. I don't like that they're doing that, but she really showcased what she could do this time in this match. She really gave Kyla and King a run for her money, and it was a really good match. And I really was impressed with it. I, I I loved it. Of course, in the beginning, Mark Sterling gave Aubrey Edwards the ref, my favorite ref, uh, his card. Ar- Aubrey was unimpressed with his shenanigans. I kind of threw it away. It was to I me. Mean, it was a great match. It was an incredible match, ending of course with Jade Cargill winning impressive, Jade. You impressed me. Keep doing what you're doing, and you might actually make me believe that you could be your AEW Women's Champion. But you got to do more than one match. you got to do more than one to prove to me that you were good. You, you've impressed me. Keep impressing me. Just keep impressing me. Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer cut a promo. Now, guys, when Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer do anything, it is electrifying. If you guys have not seen the Murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer, and Jake the Snake Roberts in AEW, you need to go on social media and check these guys out. Because I'm telling you, these two are good at everything they do. They are incredible together. Of course, Lance Archer has a match against Miro at Double or Nothing for the TNT title. It's going to be an interesting match. It's going to be an incredible match. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. It was a great promo. I mean, Jake Roberts is great on the mic. Anything this man does is incredible. And then you got Lance Archer back there pacing like a caged tiger. It It was an incredible promo. Incredible promo. Loved it. Of course, then we get Dante Martin from Top Flight versus Miro for the TNT Championship. Now, we all know Miro set this up. He he knows he can beat Dante Martin. He knows he can. So why in the world before double or nothing would you set up a match with Dante Martin from Top Flight for the TNT title when you know you're going to win? There's, there's no disputing you're going to win. I mean, come on Miro. We're not stupid. We didn't fall out of the apple tree yesterday. We know this. But of course... Dante Martin gives him a run for his money. Oh, Dante Martin is incredible. If you guys have not seen this boy, you need to go look him up on social media. Him and his brother from Top Flight. They're incredible. The Bucks, they're friends with the Bucks. They were trained by the Bucks. They're incredible. They really are. But he gave Miro a run for his money. Of course, like I said, Miro did win that match. We knew that was going to happen. We had no dispute that he was going to win that match. But what happened afterwards, Miro didn't plan Jake comes out with Archer out on the ramp and starts talking to Miro about this title match at Double or Nothing and how this is not going to be what Miro thinks it's going to be. That his time is up that he's about to lose the TNT title the whole time, Archer's not saying a word he's just pacing back and forth like a caged tiger ready to strike you can see him, I mean, he's pacing back and forth behind Jake Roberts, you can see it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth he's ready to unleash but Jake's keeping him back, Jake's keeping his little hawk monster at bay, he doesn't want him to fight, doesn't want this to spill over into something it shouldn't uh, basically he disrespects, Miro disrespects Archer, or disrespects Jake Here we go again with someone disrespecting a veteran. Here we go again. Classic scenario of you disrespecting a veteran. Miro, Jake Roberts paved the way for you to be here. You need to give him credit where credit is due. Pay him the respect he deserves and you sit there and disrespect him. Jake had enough of Miro's back talk, blah, blah, blah. You're keeping your, your, your monster back. Why don't you let him come at me? Yeah, na, 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 So Jake just looks at him calmly and goes, Archer? Sick him! Archer takes off behind Jake Roberts, gets in that ring, and Miro is it's on. He grabs him, Is ready to put him in an E B D claw. It's a day I mean the refs have to come out and break this up because it escalates. It goes quick. Lord Archer basically gets a hold of him again. It's a big I mean it's a big old mess. This fight is going to be the fight I suggest you guys to see on Double or Nothing. Because this fight is going to be one heck of a brawl between Miro and Murderhawk Monster Lance Archer. It is going to be a brawl for the TNT title. A major, major Brawl! It's going to be incredible. It really is. Well, Tony Schiavone comes out to the ring. And we all know that what's going on, for those of you who don't, in 2020, uh, Akara Sheeta won the AEW women's title. She won it in the middle of a pandemic with no crowd. Sheeta has been champion since she won that title at Double or Nothing last year. She. There was no crowd. The only people that they had were the actual wrestlers from AEW who were allowed to be there to watch the match. There was no crowd. All she has ever wanted to do was defend that title in front of a sold-out crowd. That's what she's wanted. Fast forward to now. They're here to celebrate the longest-reigning AEW women's champion at 377 days. That Sheeta has been champ. She won it last year at double or nothing with no crowd. And she's re- 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 retained it ever since. Sheeta comes out looking absolutely beautiful in this beautiful red, you know, Japanese dress. She looks absolutely incredible. Her hair, I mean, she looks amazing. Sheeta looked incredible breathtaking. Absolutely beautiful. I loved it. She does one of my favorites. To to see her to get this honor it was amazing to see. And to see her get this honor in front of a sold out crowd that was even more amazing. But she comes out and they honor her by giving her a new AEW women's title belt. It's gold with diamond encrusted diamonds on the side of the belt. It is the most beautiful belt I've ever seen. And Sheeta get they put that even Tony goes, let me put it around your waist. He puts it around her waist. It is absolutely incredible. It is a beautiful honor for a long longest reigning AEW women's champ at three hundred and seventy seven days. It was an incredible thing to see. Sheeta was so moved. It was so beautiful. It was absolutely perfect. And she says she wants she wants to win this title or retain this title with fans because she didn't win it with fans in 2020. She there was no fans. She won it in the middle of the pandemic. So she didn't get to see the fans didn't get to see her win it. They only got to see it on TV and she wanted people to see it live. People to be there to cheer her on when she defends the title. She says but tonight I have fans. And you're here with me to celebrate my reign. You're here with me to celebrate my victories. You're here with me to celebrate my everything that I've accomplished in the 377 days that I've been champ. And I'm so grateful for all of you. What you say on social media. Your shout-outs to me. I am so grateful that you guys are here to, see, to share this moment with me. And I'm so proud that you guys are here. Well, out comes the number one contender, Britt Baker. Who didn't see Britt Baker stealing the thunder? Brent comes out and says, "I want to congratulate you, girl. I'm so happy that you're the longest reigning champ. So proud of you. Way to go, you. Know, you carry you. You were the champ in the most difficult time in wrestling history. You were, you know, you carried this company through a pandemic. You carried this whole company on your shoulders during a pandemic. And I'm so proud of you, girl. I really am. I really am." And she says, "But when I win the title, it's a whole new era. Whole new era, guys." Whole new era. She goes, Now you guys know what they say about eras. One era was the 316 era. We know who she's referencing. But this era that I went in is going to be called the DMD era. Really, Britt? Really? You're going to steal Sheeta's thunder by acting like a little brat and trying to show off. Come on, you could have celebrated her and congratulated her in the back, but no, you had to be a little brat about it and try to make it all about you. I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I'm interested to see where this match is going to go. And I have my predictions, and I'm going to tell you guys some of my predictions later on in this podcast so you guys know where I stand on some of these matches. Well, we all know Sammy Guevara and how he's famous for his little cards. He comes out in the middle of the crowd holding up a car- cards, and he gives a big old message about Sean Spears because he has a big problem with Sean Spears, major problem with Sean Spears. It's an interesting feud between these two. He's showing his cards, you know. He's rhyming like you know. Like Dr. Seuss. It's incredible. I love Sammy Guevara. I love everything Sammy Guevara does and if you guys have not seen him with these cue cards you need to go on social media and check out Sammy Guevara with his cue cards because they are incredible. They are fun to watch. You will laugh till you cry on these cue cards because they are funny. They are fun to watch. I promise you. It's great. Then we get Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson of the Dark Order. This match I was kind of scared about. Because I wasn't quite sure what <laughs> Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky would do. I wasn't quite sure what was going to happen because of what had happened earlier in the night with Darby Allin. But this was a good match. This really was. Stu Grayson really showcased what he could do. Evil Uno did the same. It was an incredible match. Great back and forth. Weren't really quite sure what was going to happen. Weren't, you didn't know what exactly was going to happen. Of course it did end with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page winning that match. Who didn't see that coming? Yeah, Who didn't? But what happened afterwards was what we didn't see coming. Ethan Page takes the mic and claims that he's got Darby Allen and Sting's number. That he's going to beat Darby Allen and Sting at double or nothing. That there's going to be no question he's going to beat him. There's just no question whatsoever that he can beat him. Well, in the middle of his talk, we hear Sting's music hit. And it starts snowing in Jacksonville. In Daly's place, the snow starts coming down. Winter has come to Jacksonville, and out walks Darby to Sting's music. Not Darby's music, Sting's music. Well, when Darby comes out, he doesn't come out alone, he comes out with a bunch of Stings. Different people dressed up like Sting, and Sting masks, Sting outfits, the Sting baseball bat, everything. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are completely and absolutely confused. They don't know exactly what is going on. They're looking at this, scratching their heads, going, what the heck? And all the Sting's get in the ring with them. They start fighting them. They start beating the Daylights out of them, taking them out one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. They go after one, and it turns out to be that one is Sting. And him and Darby Allen scare the Daylights out of Ethan Page, and... Scorpio Sky. So much that they clear the ring quick. They get out of there quick. Perfect way to set up the story for Double or Nothing. With Ethan Page and, Dar- and Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen and Sting. Now guys, keep in mind, this is Sting's first pay-per-view. His very first one where he's going to be wrestling. So this is going to be interesting to watch. This is going to be something that's going to be really exciting to see. And I hope you guys get a chance to see it. Now, we move on to the main thing of the night. It is the Inner Circle Celebration. Hall WWE Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff comes out for the Inner Circle Celebration. He talks about the good times and the times he had, you know. The chance he had to introduce the every faction in TNT back in ECW, WCW, and how you know he's known these guys for a long time, and you know there's been a lot of hard feelings between him and Jericho, and you know they've had their good times and their bad times in WCW, and he's excited to be able to be out here and celebrate you know Inner Circle with Chris Jericho. Well, then he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome y'all and introduce." My friends, the inner circle. Chris Jericho's entrance music, Judas Hits the Speakers. When it does, I want you guys, if you've not seen this, go on social media and type in Jericho coming out to his song with Fozzie, Judas. And listen to what the crowd does. Because what they do is the same thing they do this time, Jericho thrives on people singing his entrance music. He loves it, he absolutely enjoys it. He gets a smile on his face every time they do it. And since the pandemic, he's not heard a full crowd singing Judas back to him. Friday night, he got to hear the crowd sing Judas in unison back. To Chris Jericho, and he is savoring the moment. He is in the ring listening to them sing this song back to him, and he's smiling. He's happy. He loves it. It's just an amazing thing to hear and if you guys have not seen it, you need to go check it out. It is the most amazing thing in wrestling history. It is incredible. No other wrestling company has this and it is amazing to see. This shows how much the fans love Chris Jericho. This shows the true love of a wrestling fan to Chris Jericho. It really does. It's incredible to see. But, like I said, Jericho says, it feels good to be in front of fans again, because we haven't been in front of fans since 2019. So, it's incredible to get to be in front of you guys again. He thanks Eric and says, I'm glad you're here. I wanted to bury the hatchet between you and I, so that you and I you know, could go back to being friends, and you know, this doesn't end like it's been ending lately. I kind of want to bury the hatchet here in Eric Bischoff's You know, hugs them. It's a happy little moment between them. It's so good to see. They have a video presentation about, you know, everything from the time Inner Circle showed up to the time to the point that Inner Circle's at. Now we get to see it all, guys. Go check it out on social media. It's an incredible package. It's incredible to watch to see, you know, the different things Inner Circle has done. It is incredible. I mean, this is one of the best factions in wrestling right now. One of the best. I mean, the best. Top notch. I promise you guys it is. Of course after that Santana grabs the mic and he says we've done some cool things haven't we guys 2019 they came together they carried the company through the pandemic he says if this is our last dance I wouldn't have it any other way than with my brothers with the best wrestling fans in the entire wrestling universe I can't imagine having it any other way any other way if this is it if this is our last time I would not want to share it with anybody else Nobody else. Sammy talks and says the same thing. You know, he talks about when he first came, he yeah, had the panda head. You know, Guys, if y'all haven't seen it, Sammy Guevara used to wear a panda head. You know, a little panda thing. He looked like a... F- you know, like furry. yeah, he had a little panda head that he wore. He, he, he can't imagine being without Chris. Chris has done so much for Sammy Guevara. When he was with Inner Circle, it was great. When he wasn't with Inner Circle, it wasn't all that great. When he got back with Inner Circle, it was incredible. Sammy just moved just to tears, talking about all the accomplishments he's done with Inner Circle, and how he can't imagine having it any other way than being with them. And if this is it, he just can't imagine this being any other way than this. Of course, then Santana talks. You know, Hager speaks about it. Hager talk. Jake Hager talks about. You know, he can't imagine being without Chris Jericho. He can't imagine being without them. You know, the Pentacle's not going to get past them. There's no way that this is. If this is how it's going to end, it's going to end in a blaze of glory. That's just how it's going to be. Yeah, it's it's a heartwarming celebration to see this faction and see how close they are together and everything that they've been through through the pandemic and from when AEW started and you know it, it's a moving presentation. It really is. It it's incredible. It really is. Jericho just says he wants. He says. I love all these guys. He hugs his friends. He says, I love all you guys. Without you, there would be no inner circle. There would be no AEW. You guys are you guys are the reason we're here. You guys are the reason this happens all the time. We we love you guys. And we can't imagine not being doing this with you guys. It wouldn't be the same if you guys weren't here. And it's just, you know, it's amazing to say You know, it's it's really amazing to see. But then of course, the pentacle comes up on the screen. We get MJF. I'm better than you, and I know it up there talking on the screen. And you know he's talking about you know how they you know the inner circle just in and, and 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 he's just going on. Well, then you kind of you notice he's in the stadium for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, for those of you who are kind of scratching your head, going, "Why are they in the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium?" Guys, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, is also the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Daly's place, where AEW has been filming, it sits on the same. Grounds as the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium. It's right across the way, so I mean they're side by side. So that's why they're in. Because Tony Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's why they're in there. And you can tell they're on the stadium in the stadium on the, you know on the football field. And it pans back, and you see Chris Jericho's best friend Dean Malenko tied to the goalpost. Jericho's furious. Inner circle takes off. They're running across the across the, field, across the way to the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. They're not playing. You've crossed the line. We're coming after you. This ain't happening. They get out there. The, and then it turns into basically the pentacle gets to drop on the inner circle. They grab chairs. There's tables stacked up. They drop Santana and Ortiz through, cha- through tables. They hit Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. With a chair and an AEW an dynamite ends with the pentacle standing tall over the inner circle. I'm interested, like I told you guys, I'm interested to see where this is gonna go. I'm fascinated as to where this is gonna go. I'm not quite sure, but I'm gonna give you a little bit, come a couple of them, some of the matches for devil or nothing. A little bit of prediction. This is my prediction on how these matches are gonna. Just a few of them to give you guys a general idea of where I stand. As a wrestling fan in these matches. You guys can get on social media, on my social media, and tell me where you guys stand involving the you give me your predictions, because I'd love to see you may have a different idea of who's gonna win these matches, some of these matches that call out, then I might. And I'd love to hear why you guys think this. And I'm interested to see what you think. Okay, my predictions for double or nothing. It's just a few. We have the Young Bucks versus Boxley and Kingston for the tag team titles. Guys, I'm going with Moxley and Kingston because I think they've got the Bucks' number. I think that they are going to beat the Bucks, and they're going to beat them bad. Is it going to be easy? No, but it's Moxley and Kingston. Nothing is ever easy when it comes to Moxley and Kingston. So I think it's going to be Moxley and Kingston. That's my opinion. You guys might have a different opinion. I would love to hear what you think. Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. I'm going with Hangman Adam Page on this one because I think Page with Cage won't be able to get past page without team taz i just don't think he can i don't think he has the ability to get past hangman adam page without team taz i don't think he does you guys might think differently you might think the ftw champions got it i'm interested to see what you guys think anthony a versus the american dream cody Rhodes. guys i'm going with cody on this one I love Anthony Agogo. I do. That man's got a mean punch. But do I think Anthony Go can beat the America Dream Cody Rhodes? No. I don't think he can. I really don't. I think Cody's got a trick up his sleeve that Anthony Go doesn't see coming. And it's going to be really bad for QT Marshall and his boys. And Anthony is going to go down and lose in this one. You guys might think differently. Give me a shout out if you do. Britt Baker versus Akara Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. Guys, I love Britt Baker, and I think Britt Baker's good, but I still think it's going to be Sheeta coming out on top because Sheeta's just she's good. Britt's great, but I think Sheeta's got something on Britt that Britt doesn't see coming. Sheeta's going to pull some rabbit out of her hat that Re- that Rebel and Britt are not going to see coming, and it's going to end in Sheeta keeping that title. It's going to keep her with her reign as champion. I just, I see it coming. It's just, it's just inevitable. It's coming. Miro versus the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer for the TNT title, guys. I'm calling a spade as I call a spade. It's gonna be the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer. He's got this. It's his moment, guys. He's coming up on Sunday. It'll be 21st anniversary of being a wrestler in wrestling. What better way to celebrate your anniversary than to get a title? at Double or Nothing. What better way to do it? And for Jake Roberts to see all his hard work pay off and to see the Murder Hawk monster get this title, guys, I'm calling a spade a spade. Archer's got this. He's got it. It's just plain and simple. That's how I feel. Triple threat match for the AEW title. Kenny Omega versus the Bastard Pack versus Orange Cassidy. As much, guys, as I would love to see Orange get that title, and as much as I would love to see Pack get that title, guys, I'm going with Kenny Omega. I have to. You can't bet against Kenny. You just can't bet against Omega. There's no way that Omega's going to lose. There's just no way. I don't see it. I would love to see Orange win it, and I would love to see Pack win it, but I don't see Kenny getting defeated by those two. I just don't. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, he's got the good brothers and he's got the bugs. I just don't see it happening. Now, do I see a possibility of a surprise ending happening in this? Oh, yes. Tony Khan is all about double or nothing bringing us surprises. So, do I expect to see a surprise in this? Possible. Do I know what it is? No. Do I have an idea of what it might be? What it might be? Oh, yeah. I do. So, I'm going to sit back and watch this with y'all and see what happens and see what he does. I'm interested, but like I said, I'm going with Kenny Kenny Omega on this. I have to. Stadium Stampede Match. The Pentacle versus the Inner Circle. If the Inner Circle loses, they disband forever. Guys, I'm going with the Inner Circle on this one. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they did stadium stampede last year. They know the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium inside and out. They know the workings of it. They've done this before. The Pentacle has never done this before. They are in an odds against the inner circle. I think the inner circle's got it this time. I think they have it. I think Jericho's finally going to get his one-upmanship on MJF. I just think he does. I think he's got it. That's just how I see it. Casino Battle Royale match. Guys, there's too many people in this match to call. If I made a choice, I'm torn between three people. Matt Seidel, Christian Cage, and Jungle Boy. I'm torn between those three winning the whole thing. I'm not quite sure. Who's going to win this one? So I can't really make a prediction on this. I really can't. It's hard to tell. you got ten men in a battle royale trying to fight for an opportunity to get to face Kenny Omega for the title. It's hard to call. It's hard to say. I mean, it's anybody's game. You don't know. But that's the three. If I had to pick, that would be the three I would go with. Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, and Jungle Boy. That would be the three I would go with because it just the odds are stacked in their favor. It's just stacked in their favor. Now we go with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allin and Sting. Guys, we all know. I'm going to again say it. Call a spade a spade. I'm going with Darby Allin and Sting. Because... The, the, they've got this. They, there is no disputing. They have this. Unless Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky pull a rabbit out of their hat, I don't think they can beat Sting. And I definitely don't think they can beat Darby Allen. I just Darby Allen is too much on fire right now for them to beat him. I just don't see it. I'm saying it's going to be Darby and Sting. The buy-in. Serena D versus Reho for the NWA title. Guys, Serena Day is good. She really is. But I'm going with Riho on this one. Because I think Riho has it. I have no doubt that rio has got this. Riho is going to win that NWA title. And that's just how it is. You guys might think differently. and. I I value you guys' opinions, so please, guys, I ask of you. If you have a different idea, you think something different on my predictions, go for it. If you have anything else that you want to add to the Double or Nothing card, please, tell me on social media. I would love to hear your opinions. Now we're going to move on to Impact for 527. Sally Sammy Callahan kicks off Impact. Who did not see the bad man Sammy Callaway opening up Impact? Basically, he walks out and he demands a chair. And he calls out Kenny Omega. He basically tells Kenny... You've brought chaos to impact. Ever since you got here... You've done nothing but bring chaos to impact. you turned and made a mockery of impact. Completely. He says... You can plan for a guy like Moose. Yeah, you can plan for him. You can counter a spear. No problem. You you can do that. But you can't plan for someone like me. You can never plan for someone like me... Because I'm so unpredictable... You won't see it coming. You'll have no idea until you get hit in the face... With something, you don't see me coming. So, he's trying to get Kenny to come out, but instead of Kenny or Don, he gets Moose, the number one contender for Kenny's title. Moose comes out and he tells Callahan, that doesn't matter. What you say, no one can touch Kenny Omega until after I beat him and I take the title. When I take the title away from him, you and I can have a one-on-one match for the title. If that's what you want, I'll give it to you. As a fighting champ, I'll give it to you. I'll give you your shot. No problem. But once I beat him and we get our shot, I'm going to crush you, Callahan. There's no there's no doubting. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you bad. And you're going to see it. You're going to know who the impact champion is. You're going to know right off the bat I'm the impact champion. You don't stand a ghost of a chance. Callahan basically goes, Moose, you don't control me. You don't hold a candle to me, boy. You can't tell me what to do. You don't own me. Good brothers come out and they stand by Moose. Really? You're standing by the man that is the number one contender for your boss's title. Seriously, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson? Have you hit your head? Is there a screw loose in there somewhere? What is going on? They claim up. Moose is a wrestling god. He's a wrestling god, guys. Callahan, you just ain't nothing. You're nothing. You're nothing more than all talk. You're blowing the wind. You're nothing. Doc puts his arms over uh, Moose's shoulder, and Moose smiles at him. And then Moose looks at him and says, You're on my side, huh? There's one problem with that, boys. Just one small problem. Carl looks at him and goes, What? He goes, I'm not on yours. Moose and Callahan attack the Good Brothers, making them flee. They run like scalded dogs with their tails between their legs because Moose and Sandy Callahan just whooped them. I mean, whooped them. I was like, yes, that is awesome. That is amazing. Woohoo! Nice. They flee. TJP and Baja versus Pete Williams and Josh Alexander. This was an interesting fight because you got two different styles of wrestling. TJP and Baja have never worked together, so it's gonna be interesting, and it really was. I mean, these boys worked together like they have been tag team partners the entire time. They were incredible. They're back and forth. I mean, they were great. There was one time where literally, they literally grabbed each other's hands like a little slap, like, you know, like a high five, and dropped on this guy. TJP flips back up, but poor Baja, he's such a big guy, he couldn't get back up, and TJP's always around with the ref, he goes, wait, one second, one second, one second, I'm gonna help him up. He tries to help him up, and he accidentally, because of how muscly. Baha is pull TJP down on the ground. TJ smaller in stature than Baha is. Baha's a tall, big boy. I mean, he's all muscle, and he just literally pulled poor little TJP down. But this fight was great. This fight was incredible. It was a great fight. Fantastic fight. Of course, it did end with TJP and Baja winning that match. I was proud of TJ. They really acted like they had been a tag team all along, and I wasn't quite sure how they were going to work together. But guys, they worked fantastic. They worked phenomenally. If you guys have not seen it, go on social media and type in TJP and Baja versus P.D Williams and Josh Alexander. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. It was great. It was incredible. Well, apparently Don Don Callis makes a match. He claims that, oh, my, I'm the the, the the EVP, so I'm going to make a match tonight. It's going to be the Good Brothers versus Moose and Callahan. That is what I'm going to do because I can make matches. I have the right to do that, but I'm the e, you know, EVP of uh, Impact. No, you're not, Don. You are not the EVP of Impact. You are nothing more than a mere manager. Where do you get off thinking you can make a match? Apparently, he thinks again. So, mean Gio Williams walks up to Don Callis and goes, Hey, if you still have the power to make matches. And he goes, Yeah, I still have the power to make matches. What do you you, you want me to do? Whatever match you want, I can make. She gets ready to make. I say she wants a match made. And all of a sudden, Scott Demore comes up behind Don and taps him on the shoulder. Don turns around, guys. And I want you to visualize this. Put this in. Close your eyes and visualize this. He gets tapped on the shoulder by Scott Demore, who is the owner of Impact Wrestling. And he screams like a little girl. Don Cowles jumps up, screams like a little girl, runs into Kenny Omega's locker room, and closes the door. He screams like a little girl. You will laugh so hard till you cry. Scott Demore really scared? Don Cowles? Seriously? Don? Really? Are you that afraid? Come on. W. Morrissey's being interviewed. And he goes on a rant about how he's been backstabbed by everybody in the locker room. How he claims he has no real friends in the business. No one really cares about him. Yada, yada, yada. He says, Rich only helps people because he wants to. And you know, blah, 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 blah. Just going on. Just on a tirade rant. Claiming all this stuff that isn't true. And you're like, oh, shut up. Sit down and be quiet. W. Morrissey, be just He's going on on all of a sudden out of nowhere. I mean it's like he just appeared in a puff of smoke. Rich Swan just hits him, kicks him out of nowhere. The rest have to pull him off of each other. Schwan is beating the daylights out of Morrissey. I mean beating the daylights out of him. You I mean, this is an interesting little setup with impact. I'm like, ooh, I'm excited about this fight. This could get really good. Swan versus Morrissey, ooh, sign me up. I mean, it was really, really good. Well, there's a knockout match going on and The girls are trying to figure out. Tenille Dashwood and them are trying to figure out where's Taylor Wilde. Taylor Wilde has gone missing, guys. Right before the knockout tag team match, completely, absolutely vanished. Taylor's just gone. No one knows where she is. Everybody's panicking because now the girls, you know, Tenille, Grace, and them are down by one. In comes Rachel Erling. She claims that, hey guys, I'll fill in for her. I'll help you guys out. I've got some bone to pick with Deanna Parazzi. Let's go ahead. Let's do this. I want to help you guys out. That sounds like a great plan. Let's do this. Grace is not quite sure. She doesn't like her tag team partner all of a sudden just filling herself in. But Grace is like, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Jordana is like, I'll go on along with it. Okay, okay, okay. So then we get Deanna Parazzi, Kimberly, Susan, and Fire and Flare versus Rosemary. Have it, Rachel Erling, Jordana Grace, and Tadil Dashwood. This fight I was interested because you've got you know, some of the best women in the impact division right now all in the ring together duking it out. It's a crazy fight. Back and forth. You're not sure who's going to win this fight. It's hard to keep up. I mean, it goes to two commercial breaks because you're having, I mean, it's such a good fight. It, it's incredible. It's amazing, but the most amazing part is what happens at the end Rosemary literally pins the knockout champion Diana Parazzi and beats her she guys hear what I'm saying she pins Rosemary pins Diana Parazzi the knockout champion for the win so Rosemary Havoc, Rachel Jordana and Tennille win the match because of Rosemary pinning the champ. We all know what happens when someone pins a champ. Title shot in line? Could we see it? Rosemary? Ooh, that would be incredible. I'm stoked. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. We move on to Josh Alexander, who says, I was beaten by the better man tonight. TJP walks up with Scott D'Amore. He tells them, Alexander, you'll be defending your X Division title in the first ever 60-minute Iron Man match against TJP next week. I'm excited about this. This looks interesting. This could be a really good match, guys. I'm stoked! See? Even my dogs think it's a great match. They're even voicing their opinion. We move on to Violent by Design. They're in the ring celebrating their winning of the tag belts against Finjuice. At that moment, in, uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling's Kim Yor appears. He walks up, walks into the ring, and challenges Joe Donnery at against all odds for a match. Donnery says yes. Back to that thing I told you at the beginning. Really, Nick Khan? You are in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling? Looks like to me, Impact's getting New Japan Pro Wrestling stars to come in. Whoa! Incredible. I love it. Excited, stoked about it. Of course, last week, Brian Myers, of course, we know, was attacked by Matt Cardona, which we believed was going to set up a match between Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. We find out that Matt is now out for 12 weeks because of a fractured orbital bone that when Brian Myers punched him in the face. So we're not going to see Matt Cardona. Guys, I'm going to say this, and I, Matt, if you're listening, I wish you well. I hope you get better. I'm looking forward to seeing you back in the ring. Get well soon, my friend. Cannot wait to see you back. Looking forward to you being back in the in the ring. We get Decay versus Johnny Swinger and Hernandez. And Alicia Edwards comes out. This match was another good match, guys. This match is really... If you've not seen Decay, you need to go check them out. They're really, really, really good. This match was amazing. Incredible matchup. Great show. Loved it. Of course, Decay. Who didn't see it coming? won the match great match liked it impressed y'all not seen decay like i said go check them out they're great now we move on to the main event that apparently don Callis has the power to make moose and sammy callahan versus the good brothers this match was tough to call because sammy callahan and moose could not get on the same page they're fighting back and forth not really showing that they're a good tag team Good Brothers are running all over them because they can't get along. Come on, Callahan. Put your anger aside that you didn't win the six-man match and just put it aside and put a pin in it and help Moose out. Just help Moose out. That's all you have to do. It's not that difficult and it's not that hard. It was an interesting match. I mean, it ended with, of course, the Good Brothers winning the match. Again, my dog is voicing her opinion. But, uh... I'm sorry, guys. She does that a lot. But, uh... It was a great matchup. It really was. Really, really good matchup. I was impressed with it. Really impressed with it. Excuse me a second. Well, matchup. I really liked the matchup. Incredible. Fantastic. Great. I loved it. But after the match was the most shocking thing because out of nowhere, Moose cuts Callahan in half with a lights out spear, ending impact. It was incredible. I did not see that coming. Interesting how this is gonna fall. Interesting where this is gonna go. Impact Incredible Show. AEW better show. Looking forward. Now, guys, I'm gonna tell you right now if you're listening, if you want to see Double or Nothing on May 30th, go to Br Live or Fight TV and order it right now. Don't want to miss out. The buy-in with Serena D and Riho. It is on the on the AEW YouTube channel, so you can catch it for free. You have to go check out the buy-in or the Double or Nothing. Again, guys, it's on Fight TV, and it's on BR Live. Go order it and watch these matches. I promise you won't be disappointed. It's a great show. I promise it's going to be killer. Guys, I promise it will. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening because without you guys, there would be no in the ring with Brandy, and I deeply appreciate it. I really do. Remember, guys, Follow me on social media, at my Facebook, at my Twitter, at Wrestling Nights with a Z. A Z, guys, a Z. Or on Instagram at In The Ring With Brandy. Guys, give me your comments. Talk, you don't want to talk about anything wrestling-wise. You want to talk about what Tony Khan did with Nick Khan. Whatever you guys want to talk about, please, guys, I love to hear your opinions. I, if, if I don't answer back immediately, I promise you I'll answer back as soon as I can. Guys, I appreciate you guys so much because like I told you guys, without you guys, there would be no, no in the ring with Brandy. I'm looking forward to giving you guys the results from Devil or Nothing. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and Impact. And AEW, remember guys, AEW comes on Friday night this week, so don't miss the aftermath of Double or Nothing. Guys, I appreciate it. I thank you, and we'll see you next time guys with more In the Ring with Brandy, and more In the Ring action. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys.